This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter six and we come upon a passage verse. It's a couple of verses that well, it really explains how God deals with his creation. And it's important that as you study through this, you see God's attitude throughout it. And his attitude, his purposes, his will doesn't change. It doesn't change at all. In fact, God is unchanging. And oftentimes, <clears throat> understanding this about God will help you see how God works in your life and in the life of others. But it also helps because it's important to understand that you oftentimes, like I've said so many times before, we worship one of three things. We either worship God who created all things, we worship something that God created, or we worship the most important thing that God created according to ourselves, and that's us. So we either worship God, we worship something he made, or we worship ourselves, and that's just philosophically true. There's no way to worship something that's not. And so if we're not worshiping God or ourselves, then we have to worship something that, to tell you the truth, we have to be worshiping something that God created. And so in that process, oftentimes we think that ourselves or the creation is greater or more powerful or more able or more, more important than God. And the truth is, that's just not true. It's just not the way it is. God is the most important variable in that equation. And here's the key about God. He's not the variable. He's the constant. We're the variable. If you have an equation that's got a constant in it, that's what the equation revolves around. You can always move everything around, but that that constant is what makes makes the equation possible. The variables are the things that you just don't know how it's going to work out. And his creation is in a state of sin. It is it is under it's under the curse, and as that as such, you can't always tell how things are going to work out. And especially in the profession that I'm in, legally, you just can't believe some of the things that happen in court. Sometimes, some sometimes you just can't believe somebody would come up with that and say something like they said or do what they did. And and sometimes it's just really funny to tell you the truth that they thought that would work. It's like the old group of old country rednecks out on the out on the creek, and one of them hands the other one the beer and says, "Hey, watch this." You, there ain't no telling what's liable to happen when that happens. It's just that you can't predict the outcome, and the reason is because the universe that God created is under the curse of sin, and it's under that curse, and it's struggling with it. And you yourself are, and even though you think you can predict what you yourself is going or is going to do, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how you're going to react. And sometimes we're even amazed at our own reaction. Sometimes even being told how things are or given all the information, we wake up and go, 
and do something that we just didn't imagine we would do. And that's due to our own sin nature. So the only constant in the whole situation is God. And so in this situation, in the book of Exodus, we see that Moses went and God told him to tell Pharaoh to let my people leave. And Moses went and said, okay, Pharaoh, God says, let my people leave for a three-day festival out in the wilderness. That's not what God said. And nowhere in there did God say that. And I can almost see Moses as it comes out of his mouth. Let my people go for a three-day festival in the wilderness. Why would you even say that? How many times have you been in that situation? How many times have you been in that situation? I know exactly what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. And then you get up there and you don't say anything like that. I have that happen with my with people that I put on the stand all the time in cases. They'd say, this is what happened and this is how things are. And they give me all this stuff. And then when the question comes out, the answer is nothing they told me it was going to be. And I'm going, it's hard for me to help you. I, you bamboozled your own lawyer. How do you do that? You can't bamboozle your lawyer. If you do that, you're in trouble. Moses did that. And sure enough, Pharaoh didn't take him seriously. And the reason he didn't take him seriously is because who's this guy come along and said, let us go for a vacation in the wilderness? Not doing that. He didn't take Moses seriously because Moses did not bring the message that God had for him. And what did Pharaoh do? Pharaoh said no. Pharaoh said, in fact, go make your own bricks with your own straw. You're going to have to, we're going to demand from you the exact same amount, but you're going to have to make those bricks yourself. And, uh, and so it didn't work out the way Moses thought it was going to work out when God told him to go do it. And the reason it didn't work out is not because of the constant. God still is constant. It's because of the variable. And the variable was Moses. And interestingly enough, it wasn't Pharaoh. It was Moses. Moses is the one who didn't do it the right way. And so what happens? Moses has to report back to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. They quit listening to him because he didn't do it the right way. And here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. All right. Nothing changes according to God's will. God's will is still that his people will be delivered out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt. And that's not changing. Did Moses not do it right? Yeah. Did it not work out the way Moses planned it in his own mind to work out? We come up with, God, we want to have your will. We want to do it your way. And then when we get there, we've got this grandiose plan of how God's going to do it, his will in our way of doing it. And that's not what we said at the start. I want God, I want it your will and your way. And then all of a sudden you go, God, I want your will this way I want it done. And then all of a sudden you go, and when it doesn't work, you're in wonderment. You're, it's phantasmically unimaginable in your mind that it didn't work out. And the reason it didn't work out is because it wasn't your way. It's not your way of doing things. It's, it's not, it's not, it didn't come about the way you planned it out in your brain. That's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. It's God's will and it's God's way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way and the truth. I ha and then that leads to the life. And if you, if, if you think it's going to be your way in my will or my will in your way, it's not. It's going to be God's way. 
Now, the cool thing about this is the Lord says to Moses, now watch what God says. Watch what God says here. Go tell Pharaoh, after all this is messed up, he says, go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of his country. Now, I want you to notice what changed here. What changed here was nothing. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Because God has got his will, and you're doing it or not doing it is going not, isn't going to change God's will. And God's outcome, his desire's outcome, is not dependent on you. I want you to hear me today. It's not dependent on you. God is allowing us to join him in this journey of life that he's prepared for us. He's allowed us to actually have insights into how he's doing things and what's going on. He loves us enough that he gets we get to go on the vacay with him. We get to go on the journey with him, okay? But his will and his ways are not going to be changed by your action or inaction, by you doing his will or failing to do his will. It's not changing anything. And that's what makes God wonderful. You got to get this. That's what makes God wonderful is he doesn't change. He doesn't alter course based off of you because he is all-powerful. He made all things, and he's all-knowing. He knows all things. And in his all-power, in his complete powerfulness, his complete ability to control everything, and his in, in, in his complete knowledge, he knows all that you are going to be and all that you're going to do. You do not ruin God's plan by your failures. Likewise, you cannot alter God's plan by your disobedience. And I think that is, once you kind of get that figured out in your head, you figure out that's wonderful. You mean, God, I can't mess it up? And some of you are sitting there going, I mess it up all the time. I know I'm messing it up. I mess it up. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I mess everything up. No, you really didn't. Really, no. If you could mess it up, then God would be, he wouldn't be God. How can he be all powerful over everything and allow something so insignificant as you to mess it up? That doesn't logically make sense, does it? Okay, all right. And if you stand at the top of the heap after God has moved in power and said, I did it, equally foolish, you didn't do anything. You did nothing. And I say that all the time. People say things like, wait, man, that was a great sermon. I don't know how you, how did you come up with that? How, it's not me. It's not. When God's moving, it ain't you. It's just you get to be there. And let me tell you something. If you're his, he's always moving. And if you're his, you're always a part of the plan. And so if you're in the midst of failure because you haven't done what you know God desired and wants you to walk in, listen to me. You haven't ruined God's plan and will for you. You haven't. You need to repent. You need to turn from your own will and way and do God's will and way so that you can join him in this great life journey that he has you on. Okay. And if you think you're the one that's driving the ship, you, well, that's just, that's just ridiculous. Okay. 
you're not driving the ship. If you think you're in charge of this world that's spinning around its axis around that sun, that thing we call a sun up there, you're not. You, 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 you're not. It's almost like the foolishness of believing that somehow human beings can permanently, fundamentally alter the planet in such a way to destroy it. When you realize that each human being on this planet can live within, can stand within the city limits of Jacksonville, Florida, and have three feet on every side. Every human being on the planet can stand in Jacksonville, Florida, the city limits of Jacksonville, Florida, and have three feet on every side. Then you realize how small of ants we are on this giant ant hill. Okay, we're not that much. You're not that important. Quit, quit placing the importance on you that's glorifying yourself and not glorifying God, okay? Quit, quit play, placing the onus on running this universe, the importance, the who's in charge on yourself, because you're not. You're not doing those things. What you're doing is you are glorifying your creator by being obedient to his will and his ways because you have faith in him. Obedience born of faith is what why we do what we do and what we do what we do glorifies God because we have trusted him and proven that God can take some, something so broken so messed up so terrible and do well even do his own will through it which is you and he doesn't change God went to Moses in the midst of this huge failure, in the midst of Pharaoh not doing what God told him to do, in the midst of all that didn't work out the way he planned it to work out. And when I say he, I'm talking about Moses. And he says to Moses, now listen, go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of his country. Is he being ugly? No. Is he being difficult? No. Is he being straightforward? Yeah, he really is. And so that's the way it ought to be, right? It says, but Moses said to the Lord, if the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Since I speak with faltering lips and see, He's back on this whole idea. We're going to talk about that faltering lips thing tomorrow. But he's back on the idea that somehow he's in control of this, that somehow he's the one who's driving the ship of this deliverance of God's people from Israel, from Egypt. He's not. He says, why is Pharaoh going to listen to me? Because God told you to go tell him. Why, why, why would the Israelites follow me? Because God told you to go deliver them. See, when God says it, that's just the end of it. When God says it, that's how it works. You hear it, you trust it, you act on it. That's the end of the story. Aren't you glad the plan's simple? God says it, I hear it, I believe it. I do it. It's real simple. If it were any more difficult, I guarantee you, 
neither you nor I would ever do it very well, if at all. It's got to be that simple. God says it. He speaks that will to your heart. You hear it. You believe it. You do it. Praise God. He didn't make it any harder than that. He went to Moses and said, I know you got all these variables you keep talking to me about. I don't care about those variables. He says, go tell Pharaoh to let my people leave his country. Is that going to happen? There's a lot going to happen between now and then, but yeah, that's what's going to happen. You know why it's going to happen? Because it's God's will. And he made it all. So he gets to decide. I'm glad he does. I'm glad he has ordered all things in the midst of my, well, my rebellious heart not wanting to do his will. And then even when I want to do his will, my foolish heart not doing it the way he says to do it. I praise God that he moves past me and does him even in the midst of all of me messing it up. But did I really mess it up? No. Because if I could mess up God's will, he wouldn't be God or I wouldn't be me. So praise God, he he doesn't do that. He doesn't allow that to take place. You cannot mess up God's plan for your life. All you can do is in the moment we're in today, decide to join him and walk in it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.